This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. The golden sombrero is a bad thing to get in baseball. It's even a tougher thing to live with when you're in photography. Gene Blevins lives with the fact that some of his greatest work has come up short in the Pewitt Surprise Competition. Four times Gene has been nominated for that award, and four times he's come up short. From the North Hollywood shootout to the Space Shuttle Columbia disaster, Gene has been in the middle of all of it and captured some of the greatest photos of our time. Because uh, I just came back from the firestorms, okay, unscathed. So I go to this place to, you know, have a coffee or something like this to relax. And the waitress sort of actually got hit, and I saw her get hit, and then she spilled the thing on my arm. And I, yeah, I had a big blister and everything. Like, I can't believe this. I'm in the firestorm for three or four days, unscathed, thank goodness, and I get burned up from a cappuccino. Oh, God. That just, ugh. I got a free coffee out of it, so she was so apologetic. But, yeah, that was something. Yeah, it was a lot. That was funny. I'm host Matt Brown. Take a listen to our archives. My guests have ranged from Oscar winners, police detectives, professional soccer players, and professional photographer, Jane Quantz Jr. You know, I can remember back when I was trying to figure out different things and, you know, I would work with certain photographers and or be like kind of a ghost on the set. And, you know, some photographers were open about what they were doing. Others were you know, kind of, for lack of a better word, I mean, jerks about it and not, you know, they, they didn't want you to see certain things. And I just remember how I felt being around those types um, that were closed off, thinking that they were doing something that, you know, I don't know, some, you know, a style of, of work that they just weren't going to share because it was what they had come up with. And I don't know, to me, that just kind of put just a really bad taste in my mouth. And, you know, I just kind of told myself, don't ever be that type of of person but you're not just even a photographer i mean that type of person the rest of my conversation with james can be found on our archives at justagoodconversation.com let's take a quick break for a sponsor before diving into part two of my conversation with gene blevins main farmhouse brands was started by dan mccool a healthcare professional his goal was to make premium soap most people may not realize how important the right soap is for their health and the difference between soap and detergent. Soap is made from natural ingredients like animal and plant fats, whereas detergent is made from synthetic, often harsh chemicals, even fossil fuels like petroleum. Maine Farmhouse Brands makes their own soap with natural ingredients, free from harsh chemicals. So if you want to keep your skin healthy and clean, I would recommend using Maine Farmhouse Brand Soap instead of detergent. You can find their body wash, shave soaps, laundry soap, and beard oils, and more at MainFarmhouseBrands.com. When did you start getting into launch photography? Um, that's with my, one of my friends, Bill Hartenstein, a uh, photographer for Aviation Week magazine. Uh, Sort of got me into it back in the, God, it was the late 90s. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And then he said, yeah, you got to come out come out for a shuttle launch. That he done he had done a lot he's, of them. He's already done the stuff already. And he just so, thought, hey, Gene, you really. Yeah, check this out. So You want to hang out with me at four in the morning? <laughs> yeah, different hours. Oh, God. 
Yeah, believe me, we've done this. Oh, oh wow. God, yeah. I mean, you've worked all hours doing that kind of yeah, stuff. Our longest hours was 30 hours at the Cape. Yeah, and we were both trying to get... I was the passenger. He was driving. We are both exhausted because so many things were happening. This was at the end of the shuttle era, and there were so many things happening at the Cape that weren't going to happen again. We had to get everything. And so we finally got done like 9, 30, 10 in the morning. Oh, God. So Bill's trying to drive. I'm hit, I am hit. I can't do anything. My eyes are blurry. I go, that's it. I can't do anything right now. I shut my computer off. Bill's driving almost like he's drunk, but he's exhausted. So right. I'm, so I'm slugging him in the arm to keep him awake. Yeah. Oh, God. We made it to the hotel in Cocoa Beach. Oh, yeah. So we, we just uh, got everything on a, on a loader, took everything in. And, oh, God, we crashed out. Oh, God. I think I didn't wake up till 7 in the evening. We got to bed about 11 o'clock in the morning, took showers, cleaned up, and just crashed. And I finally woke up about 7 o'clock in the evening. I was starting to get hungry. We had no food. So uh, there was a bar, pizza bar place next door. It was really good. And, and uh, yeah, that's how we did that. That was something else. So, uh, so when he says, hey, come out and try this with me, you'll, I think you'll really like it. Are you thinking... No way in hell I want to go shoot rockets. Oh, no, no, or did you think, oh, this could be interesting? It was exciting because um, yeah, we, uh, from the shot, I forget what that date was, but I, my first shuttle uh, in Florida was 1999. Okay. Okay. So, and I. What shuttle was it? Do you remember? Oh, God. Back then. Oh, God. It's oh, like your God. love. You got to remember your first, uh, first shuttle launch. I, I know what the pictures are. They're mostly film. I think I had film back then. So he set my uh, camera up on his, I set my only camera on his tripod to be somewhat close. And so that worked really good. Shot it from the press site. It felt like an earthquake. All this crowd, because when you see the shuttle take off, off the pad, you don't hear the sound for about six seconds. Right. It takes that long to travel three miles to where you're at. And back then they had these grandstands that used to be there before they got taken out by a hurricane. And the sound hit us, hit me. Oh, God, it was like a Harley Davidson. It, but it went past me, hit the bleachers, and then bounced back and hit me, hit us in the back, and the whole ground just shook like an earthquake. And the sound is like hits you in the chest and everything. You then feel it. Yeah, you feel it, and then it comes down to your head as the shuttle gets higher. And was that stunning? Oh, yeah. Feel oh, that, was, that, was a, that was a drill, and that was like so cool to see that and feel it. And it's it's over in less than two minutes. It's, it's gone. But... Uh, yeah, so I started in 99, and then I started doing stuff with him up at Vandenberg. And uh, that's how it just, it's been kept going, well, till now. Were you hooked after the first one? Like, you're like, oh, I'm all in. This is uh, awesome. Yeah, I was pretty hooked, but it is a little expensive to get to Florida hotel and and come back. You know, it's not quite too cheap, but back then it wasn't too bad. But So I decided, okay, I'll do a shuttle probably, yeah, once a year, maybe twice a year. Because they were launching them like every three months. And it was like no one was was paying attention that much because it was just like getting boring. Like yeah, it became space, old hat. Yeah, same old thing like SpaceX right now. They're doing it one every ten days. So you weren't you didn't even go up to Vandenberg and shoot anything for like Daily News. It wasn't even an, uh, even a thought. It wasn't until this guy says, "Hey, come out to Florida." Yeah, Bill show, uh, told me about it. I was already friends with him, but he told me about it and everything. And so I I did that, and then I started going to Vandenberg. And the, the last of the rockets they had back then were like. We're going to be, that's it. Was it, was it even lucrative to even go out there and, and shoot it? No, like, it, was, it was fun setting up the remotes and. But uh, was there any money? Like yeah, worth there was some money. Yeah, to a point. 
Yeah, to a point back then. Because you got to make your return in like flight and hotel and food. And for and Florida and everything, yeah, I, I did okay with the shuttle. I probably made twice, with expenses and everything, probably I made that back plus two. Okay. Or so double. like Aviation Weekly magazines or whatever you're yeah, trying they, to sell? Yeah, they use, they, they went nuts when I got, when the, when the, uh, Columbia broke up. Right, but that's yeah, that's, that's years later. Yeah. yeah, that they really went nuts with that. But uh, no, I just did stuff with the paper with that, and I had some other clients back then to a point, and just you know it was just a shuttle launch, so it's like sure. really not that newsworthy. So were you even? Was everybody back then in '99 kind of doing the same thing? It, well, the, you had a lot of photographers out there. Okay, you know, they, they right. You're the Florida photographers. Florida photographers, and so. But for out here, no, no one. Because no we really got normally the landing, right? Uh, like yeah, at Edwards, landing, we would Edwards, get the landing, yeah. and then they would fly it out on the. Yeah, sometimes we had to be up there. Well, before they made the decision, right? Because you had to be there. They take they take you out to the de- to the desert. So we got lucky a few times, and sometimes we didn't. So you know, landing here or Florida, right? So yeah, did, and then how quickly did you decide like you're going to do another one? And then uh, another one and another one because... I figured twice a year was enough back then. Okay. And then some other friends wanted to go with me to shoot the show, so I got them in on a couple of launches, and uh, they were happy with that. And so... Did I, you start getting the things you needed for a launch? You know, because you need the vi- the vibration timer and all the other little... I started things getting timers of- and stuff. Yeah, the, the rig of what Bill had. And, uh, you know, he used enclosures because of the weather. Okay. A lot of these guys just put their cameras in paper, uh, plastic bags, and they still do that today. I've so seen the, that. Like, they don't even, like, they just bags and zip in. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a cheap way, but being that we shoot stuff in Vandenberg, you know how bad the weather can get in Vandenberg. So you want everything to be kept because of the moisture a, and the yeah, water. And yeah, I have a fan inside. Build uses uh, heat packs and, uh, and fans. And so, yeah, if there's a scrub, the thing could stay up there for a week and be fine. Wow. With those timers that we had. Right. Yeah. So we never had to worry about it. The other people, the, what they use now, the, the, oh God, what's that? Myops thing or something. It's sound activated, but the problem is when you set up the camera thing and turn that thing on, the camera is live. Oh. So it just depends how long your batteries last. Yeah. My, my, our setup is, we put the thing in auto, it stays in sleep mode until it hears a rocket take off. If it doesn't, it just never wakes up. Right. Yeah. So the way we, with the way we program it. But these guys use these other things. Well, they're launching pretty much all the Is time. Is there an now. advantage or disadvantage to one over the other? Uh, yeah. Ours, I can leave my camera out there for a whole week if it's okay. scrubbed. Don't have to worry about power. It's not turned on. But what's the disadvantage to the way you do it? Is it maybe there is like, no, it, none? None. It's, it's all concealed Enclosed. inside of the okay. remote tube so if there's some rain that comes by or moisture it's just well, the only thing that's going is the fan right i think i did a test with that it takes two d batteries and the fan went i got them at big five they they the thing was went over five days with no problem and the fans from for humidity right to keep uh, it. just to keep the the everything uh the airflow going right yeah, yeah. and uh, the heat packs because there are cold times up there we get these 18 hour heat packs from big five that go put them on the camera. Like those hand the, warmers? Yeah, yeah. hand warmer things. And uh, we use those to keep everything sort of warm for 18 hours. Wow. Yeah. But those others, what the other photographers use is uh, those other timer sound activated things. 
they work at everything, but they're constantly on. Yeah, that could be a big disadvantage. Yeah. And a good example of that was one time I was at the shuttle launch, and we were go- we were going to go out there at lunchtime to do our stuff because usually they take uh, it was the time where they take the astronauts with their families around the shuttle, so they want everybody out of there. Mm-hmm. So we went in afterwards, and apparently uh, the thing called the hill. There was a bunch of photographers back then. Their stuff was live, and somehow they sent up a generator with some lights. So we get there, and the generator's going. And I'm here, click, 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 all this clicking going off. All these cameras are going off in the daytime from this generator. So I told our, our, our assistant guy from NASA, and I told him, I said, hey, you better make a call. Listen to this. Hey, here are all the cameras, some of the cameras starting to click from this generator. So he got the guys out there to move the generator away and put a, a, a page out to everybody. Anybody who's set up on the hill with live cameras, come back and reset because they've been going off from a generator. Wow. Yeah. So Jesus. See, uh, yeah. I don't know how big their cards were, were back then, but they doesn't were matter, away. right? You yeah. Go- well, yeah, it depends. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so a lot of them had to come back and reset. And yes. And he told me like, yeah, Gene heard it and I heard it. So we, uh, we got the generator moved back away. F- so the sound didn't uh, activate the cameras. So I saved a lot of people's asses that day. Yeah, you yeah. did. Uh, it'll be a lot of Because there would have been a lot of pissed off people that uh, show up with blank cards and photos. Already full of a, before the shuttle. Well, right. Yeah. Bl- blank with the shuttle, but yeah, full Just of sitting there. Sitting there. Like, wait a minute. I didn't. What the hell? Yeah, what, what, what the what hell happened? made this noise? Yeah, lucky we went out there after, after, after the, the, the astronauts uh, did the tour with their families. We went out afterwards and lucky we caught that, this generator that was too close. They didn't know. Yeah, but. I luckily we caught it. So. so how how invested are you are you before Columbia? How like you're are you starting to now shoot all the kind of launches and reentries? Well, it's it's really changed. It's it's only four years from the time you start to 2003 when there's the Columbia incident, right? And then there was a, I think it's two years it was down from there, and then well I sh- well, well the first shuttle since the accident did that, and then. Um, 2011, when it was the, the, was going to be the last three shuttles. So me and Bill went out there to cover the, the, the last hoist up, lift, mount, roll out to the pad. They go up a couple of days later or whatever. And then, uh, the landing and everything like that at nighttime, that was real challenge. So it's, it's really interesting. Something that seems so. That should be so not secretive, but secure is allowing basically civilians to come on out, put cameras on these pads and shoot. Uh, well, it's. I mean, you're credentialed. You're yeah, not like you're not they, just they check everybody out, right? So. But you're not Jim and Dick just wandering no, you around. Can't do that. But can't do that. No. But you are just you know. It's not like they said okay, only NASA's out here, and they say AP. The LA the Times, right? You know, no, getting there's like a lot they, more people. And, you know, keep it to yeah. four. Yeah, no, no. They, they I allow mean, all the news people there and stuff like right. that. Right. I mean, up. what's the most you've seen at a launch for people? Yeah. Oh, geez, had to be the the last launch, um, shuttle yeah. launch. The last shuttle launch. It was, uh, I think it was a launch before that. The there's a fence around the shuttle pad. Mm-hmm. We could never set up on the other side. Right. They finally allowed us to set up for the last two launches on the other side. 
Whoa. So, man, I'm How just, much closer are you? Oh, probably 50 yards. Uh, well, about 75 yards. Jesus you, Christ. Yeah, yeah, you're right there in the grass, and you're setting up with a wide angle. And uh, you know, the shuttle's right there. And, uh, yeah, we finally get it. We wanted to get that close because we're further back on the outside of the fence after all these years. So the, they knew the thing has come to an end. Let the, let the photographers on the grass part uh, at a certain point. Were you worried how close you are? I mean, you- uh, Not really. No, it was just... Uh, we had to get the weather report. It's like where the smoke is going to go. Yeah, right. There's you know, all this physics involved of like smoke. weather and yeah, yeah smoke. So and- you don't want to get your shot blocked. So, but we set up on the grass. It was great. And uh, cameras were cameras were damaged or did they survive? No, no, no damage. No, everything was fine. The, the heat didn't reach you, out. Yeah, takes oh. six seconds to go from the pad to the towers. It's already doing hundred miles an hour. Yeah, after six seconds. So. Man. But yeah, we got to do that. Finally, we got to set up clothes, get the pictures. It oh, it was great. What did you use like for the last one? Did you use oh, your digital, obviously, wide angle? Yeah, wide angle for the close up one. That was nice. Motor drive? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, set the camera to shoot three, five. I think, no, back then they didn't have that option. It's their high or low. Okay. I think, you know, uh, five frames, 10 frames a second or, th- or three. Right. So, yeah, we set up pretty much a high speed all the time because they once it goes up, it's gone. Right, so, there's nothing to see. Yeah, but got great pictures. Oh, it's nice. Look right up the up the engines and everything. Oh God! But the on the last launch, we got the tour the shuttle go out to the pad, go up the elevator, get pictures, go underneath it with the engines right in your face and everything. Yeah, we got a full tour. Oh, that's great. That was awesome. Now, are you Gene from the L.A. Daily News yeah. at this time? Is that who yeah. you're credentialed? Yeah. How? I mean, good God, did the Daily News know how good they had it by having a guy willing to go out there? Uh, at that time, when they saw the pictures, they liked them, yeah. But, you know, I wanted to do it. It was, right. it was fun to do. I had other clients that, you know, wanted it. And then after the shuttle accident, they went nuts over that, what happened, and I got pictures. And so, yeah. Well, how, how do you much- make things different than all the other people that are there, right? Because, like, it's a it's a rocket on a stick and it's gonna go. You got to make something that distinguishes yourself from everybody else. So you know, obviously, you have a better chance of selling it. Now you have all these other things in place, like hope the remote goes off, the vibration, the sound, my battery. That's why you set up multiple cameras because yeah, there fans things don't work out right. Either camera error or photographer error. Sure, that, that happened to me once there. Uh, uh, Atlas Five launch. Is that frustrating when you know you screwed up? After we went to the third remote and none of the windows were open. That means. Right. And I, I like, okay, this is my error. What happened? So we picked up the stuff, went back and I was, I was a day off on the timers. Oh no. Uh, I didn't notice it. Yeah. So I got nothing on the Atlas. You have like June 6th and it's the 17th or something. Uh, No, it's just, I was a day ahead of time. Oh, so the things didn't open up the, Till tomorrow. Yeah. Oh. They didn't go off on that day. Yeah, that was like... That's uh, a punch in the gut. Okay, that's, yeah. When I saw the first, first remote, the window was open. Okay, maybe it didn't fire. When I saw the second one didn't open, I'm like, oh, boy. And when we got to the third, I'm like, okay, I screwed up. So I knew I knew it was my mistake. And I was a day off on, oh, on the timers. And so that's why you got to do these things. I always do it right here by myself, slowly, make sure everything's going to get the day right don't have to worry about the date, but just the day right, the time, a.m. or p.m. 
and make sure you got the the extra space on the window, depending on what it is. Yeah, right. it takes it takes some time on that. So, so how are you thinking? Like, what's your process to be like? Okay, Gene's got to make this best photo to beat out these other people. Well, it, dep- it depends what it is. Okay, um, what I did that no one did on the last day of the shuttle, it was it was crowded there at the front. I'm side. sure it was a goddamn uh, circus. I saw this, so. We, we, what I did is I set up a camera halfway at the press site aiming at all the photographers, okay? okay. They have to shoot them and get them all doing their jobs. And so I did that. No one else did it. Everyone's, so I said, it was all, all they all love the photograph. All the photographers there look, going, looking up, you know, and everything the last time. And no, they loved it. They loved it. I was the only one that did that, getting all the photographers. Yeah, doing the their response. Shooting, I'm shooting. Yeah, shooting the uh, shooting the uh, the shuttle. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Do you like that fact that you were able to think outside the box when everybody else? I always try to think outside the box. I always like that when I set up for Vandenberg, uh, the beginning days. I always like to try to do a trick shot. I call it. And so okay, what what, what can we do to make this different, something different, or whatever? Mm-hmm. So I remember one time I had a Delta II rocket. I had a photograph, so I wanted something different. So. We had the remotes out at the rocket pad. So I went uh, the, the day of the launch, the night of the launch, I decided to go to the front gate where I could see Vandenberg, the sign. I did mm-hmm. this twice now. This is the second time I did where I got a streak shot going behind the, the sign and making a left turn. It just it just worked. I had to work with these floodlights. Oh, God, I was a bitch. But <laughs> I made it work. The time exposures to check it, and it came out great. Yeah, because you got their exposures are probably you know you yeah, well, the floodlights yeah well, on the yeah, side yeah you got to get them hot enough because people don't realize a launch is very hot in the exposure it's very bright yeah you don't very, want to be too overexposed so yeah or not that much but uh, yeah if you're overexposed you're screwed if you're under you can play with it a little bit these days it's gotten better but yeah so I I did that twice a daytime and a nighttime where I got the the last of the Titan four rocket launches at the South Gate. So you can see the tip of the rocket over the sign behind the mountain. It's like, oh, this is great. Get the sign, get the rock going up between the palm trees. Oh, oh yeah. So I set, I shot from out there. It, was, it worked out great. Got the rock going up, the Vandenberg sign, everything. Yeah, it was beautiful. That's cool. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, so I did the same thing with this one at nighttime. And, it, boy, it just went under my frame. That It was in the frame. I had like a half an inch left of space. But it worked. It was, I think it was last of the deltas going off. Jeez. So, yeah. So, that worked out really good. So, walk me through that Columbia incident. Uh, That's crazy. I remember when I heard that and I thought, damn it, this guy's done enough crazy shit and he's doing this too? Like, you you actually captured Well, it was that. supposed to be an artistic shot. Right. Uh, yeah. This is so, work. walk me through that day again. Basically, What's Gene thinking? It, it evolves Bill 2. Uh, uh, when I came over to Bill's and, and again, it's another February. Yeah. Why do all your major incidents happen in the shortest month really? of the year? I don't know. Really? Yeah, yeah there February, are. February 1st, 2003. Yeah. Uh, the way that one got started, or <laughs> Bill's shop, and he told me, he just, I think he just came back from the shuttle launch. I think he went to it. But he found out that, okay, we got the shuttle coming in for the first time in six to seven years, crossing California leaving a plasma trail like a meteor over the California heading uh, 
uh, from northwest going east. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Yeah, he showed me a, a few clips of a, from once from Texas. Okay. I'm like, okay. So I go, I get, we got to get something in the foreground. Uh, but how about the woolly mammoth of the mammoth? He goes, no, we got to be more south. I, and so I, he remembered some place up there with, with these radar dishes. And so we found, and the internet was just getting started too. It was just starting, but right. it was sort of there. And so, especially but, with mapping and stuff. Uh, like yeah. That. So Bill, he sort of looked it up and he found the name of the name of the place, and they showed the dishes with the Sierra Mountains behind them, Owens Valley Observatory. So, and so, uh, oh, wow. yeah. He, uh, I go, that's the picture. He goes, what? He goes, the shuttle coming across over these dishes will it work? And he, he, he sort of calculates. He says, yeah, it's going to be. Between the North Star and the mountains, it's going to come right between them. I'm going. That's the picture. We got to find. We're trying to find. So we try to find out. Yeah. Who who's operating the place, and so we finally found out. Uh, we finally, I think, about a day or two trying to find out. Bill finally got a call from the guy, or got the guy's number up there, and it was a Australian guy named uh, Tony Beasley, and uh, we told him who we were. We told him what's happening, and he was like, "Really." He was all excited. Yeah, it's, it's going to come right over your dishes. Yeah, he, that's cool for yeah. him. And so he said, yeah, you guys come up. Just don't climb on the dishes. We said, fine, no problem. So we went up there the, the night before, or the, well, sort of the day before, that night. And we found, we told him, like, okay, how often do these dishes move? And he said, he said every 30 minutes they move. So and they were in a good position where they were. Are they going to be at this position Tomorrow morning at, I think it was four or five in the morning. And he said, yeah, they should be that way. Very little movement. And I'm like, okay, great. So what Bill uh, calculated was the night shot t- this night is going to be the same lighting as it's going to be when the sun's coming up from the east, okay. when the shuttle comes across. So we did some testing. And this shuttle is going to be, I'll tell you, like, so we did some testing, got it okay, great. So we went to the bishop, got the hotel dinner and everything. And then we got up, I think, at 3 in the morning, got ready, and we were listening in to NASA, giving them the okay to deal with burn, to come on in. And we're, Now, who are you listening to NASA? Uh, the NASA channel. We're, okay. We're talking to the shuttle. Bill had those frequencies, and so... Wow, that's so cool yeah, that you can, really like, cool. Yeah, dial in on that stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was really something. And they were about, we were about halfway down. They gave the okay to deal with burn. They're coming in. Like, okay, so we rushed down there. And it's 41 degrees. It's cold. Oh, man, we're drinking coffee like it was nothing. Well, it's February. It's, yeah, yeah, it's cold up there. So we, we went to the spot that we tested our stuff. We set up. We, I have three remote cords with gloves on. What I want to get, I was shooting film and digital. I was doing both. I want to see what was happening, what, what could happen to be that's, safe. And that's early digital, yeah, too. D1Hs or D1s. I can't yeah, D1 or D1H. Yeah, gone. probably an H, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But still, so, yeah. So I wanted to be safe to get it. So I'm going to do, I said, I'm going to do film too. So just to be safe. And so we're setting up, we're getting really close. And all of a sudden toward the Northwest, way, the, way on the top of the Sierra, this bright light comes on. And we thought it was like an off-road vehicle turning on their KC lights. I'm like, man, this guy has got some bright lights. What the hell? It's going to get in the way of our shot. The thing starts moving. And it's the shuttle coming in. Coming in at Mach 11. If you want to know what Mach 11 is, that's California to Florida in 18 minutes. Yeah, that fast. 
and we realized it was a shuttle. It wasn't we saw the light, but it was right. It wasn't moving. Then it started moving. There was a shuttle. Like Bill, it's a, I told me it's coming in. So we got everything. I, I threw on my gloves, so my so my fingers were somewhat warm. And then this thing was coming in so fast, and it lit up the sky. It streaked across. We got the pictures. And that's why I witnessed the first thing about the the shuttle. I saw like some red lava chunks coming off of it. I saw. Th- I thought that was normal coming into the atmosphere and everything like that. And it streaks across the sky. Right, Bill had it on the money. Right under the North Star, between the the Sierra Mountains and the North Star. And then I wanted. I didn't want to have it still going on past the mountains. So I I closed the exposures right when it got to the mountains. And after I did that, probably about a second or so of that. Uh, it looked like the shuttle dropped a red flare. Something red, bright, big dropped from it. I'm like, I go, Bill, did you see that? He didn't. He didn't see it. But I told him, like, it looked like the thing dropped a red flare, which I know it didn't, but it, something came off. Didn't think much about it. It was still going. So, uh, you know, so the thing went on its way. We started getting some other pictures of the sunrise, the big dishes. And so he calls it on his national channel to get updates. And he, tur- he turned white as the ghost. I thought he was going to die on me. I go, what's wrong? He goes, it's gone. What, the show? Yeah, it just went by. He goes, no, it's off radar. I go, are you sure? Maybe a malfunction? He goes, no, he's listening in. He goes, it broke up. I go, I told you I saw something come off the shuttle because I saw this big red flare. And... I thought, I thought he was going to pass out and die on me. He was just turning away. He goes, yeah, the Los Angeles, we're getting reports. It's breaking up over Texas and Louisiana in that area. That's the way it was going. And so we got our stuff all together. We went to the control room where there was millions of dollars of equipment, but not one TV. No TV in it, just computer stuff to control the dishes. So we get, the, we get, our, laptops, we get our laptops up, or at least mine, with the digital and we see the streak, and it has this red, this red streak in the plasma trail. And my friend's talking to his contacts in Florida and says, yeah, we're looking at Jesus' photos. There's something in the plasma trail, red, like something's on fire. And so right after that, uh, Beasley shows up. And he says, oh, guys, that was something. I watched the thing come like right over me because where we were is 40 miles to the north, 80 miles up. That's where it was. And so Busy comes by and says, oh, guys, that was awesome. He's drinking his coffee. That was really incredible. And go, yeah, it was incredible before it broke up. And he didn't know about it. He didn't know it broke up yet. It was just happening. And so we, were, we told him we were trying to find a TV to see stuff. He goes, okay, follow me. We'll go down to the cafeteria. So we got it back on our cars, and we went down to the cafeteria, about half a mile, half a mile away. And then we got the TV on, and that's where we started seeing the footage coming in from Texas of all the parts breaking up uh, over Texas. And, uh, and what we didn't notice was that Beasley started writing a report about this while it was still fresh in his mind, what he witnessed. And in the report, he's, we showed him the pictures, and he put that in the report that, yeah, I'm looking, and we have two photographers here, and I'm looking at one of the pictures of the plasma trail going across with a red streak in it. Wow. Yeah, and we didn't know he was doing this. So we talked with him a little bit, and then we'll been just, we were going to make contact with him later. We got a four-hour drive back home. Yeah. So we started going back. 
Now, what gear did you have? What are you set oh, up geez. with? Like, what lenses are you using to to, oh, to capture this? D one D one D ones or D one Hs? Okay, say D one Hs. Yeah, and yeah, all Nikon, and I shot JPEG. Well, back then a large whatever. Okay, uh, I had questions about why you didn't shoot raw. Well, raw wasn't really much of a thing back then. If I shot raw, we would have to go to Nikon and get a special program. To open those pictures. Right, yeah. Yeah, back get, then. Yeah, to get NX something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that whatever it was, I, I go, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm yeah, just, Adobe J- did not open up their RAWs at that time. Yeah, not, not really, it wasn't much known about it yet. But uh, the stuff came out good, um, so. What lenses were you using? Oh, God, probably, yeah, probably uh, 20 millimeters or something. It was going to be a long street. We had to stay wide to get the dishes and the streak. So, um, no telescope lenses. Ew, or, no, it was yeah. nighttime. Yeah. That thing's going to Mach 11. You can't keep up that thing. Yeah. You could really see the shuttle, just the streak. Right. It's the streak. Yeah. The streak is the shuttle. Yeah. Streak of the shuttle of the plasma trail, at least behind. And so it's getting lit up from the sun rising from the, from the east. Right. So it lit up. It, oh, God. It just lit up the sky. Oh, the whole valley of the Sierra's just lit up for like four or five seconds. Whoa. Oh, it's crazy. We didn't, we, we didn't hear anything. But, um, I mean, okay, so are you thinking you're witnessing history at that moment? I go, I go, this is going to be, we just went up there to get an artistic shot. Okay? Yeah. Just, you you're know, looking for something pretty. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a good idea. So, but once we found out what happened, oh, this is a big story. We got the pictures, the first pictures at least starting to break up, and which was later learned about it, what we, what happened. So, yeah, we're, we, so we left and, uh. We started to uh, head home, and about two hours into the drive, my boss calls me up and says, I guess you heard about the shuttle. I go, yeah. Uh, well, why don't you go up to Palmdale, because that's where the shuttle was built and everything. I go, well, we're coming back from Owens Valley Observatory. We got the shuttle streaking across right when it was starting to break up. We've seen the pictures already in digital. He's like, you've got to be kidding me. I go, no, we've got to come across. And, goes, and you have film too. You yeah, haven't. We, have, seen. we haven't processed it yet. We haven't processed it. Oh this is. God. We're just. You know. We're. It's wow. in the morning. Yeah. We haven't processed it. It's just the digital. We can see with the laptop. Yeah. And my boss goes, "Get your ass to the office as fast as you can." I go. We're two hours out. Okay. We're halfway yeah. done. We'll be there when we get yeah, there. We get there. But yeah, it's. Uh, we saw it on the computer. I described to him what we got, and we got the same thing on film. We wanted to see. Well, we, I don't know when we processed. I think a day later we processed the film because the digital thing worked. And so after that phone call, I get another phone call from a friend of mine, Pete Termitrio from KFWB, great guy. I go, what are you calling me for? And he goes, please tell me you're one of the two photographers that were up north in, north of California, got the shuttle coming across. I go, yeah, me and Bill. <laughs> He's like, oh, let me do an interview right now, right now. As you, I'm driving, go pull over. Don't just, just give me five minutes. I'm like, okay, I do anything for Pete. So we did a full, quick interview. What happened and everything like that. What time is this? Like, oh, this is like it's what, I think eight, more, seven in the morning. Yeah, probably seven or eight. You know, we didn't stay there long. We Are had to get back. Three ninety five or the yeah, three ninety five uh, going up to Mammoth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where Owens Valley is. <laughs> 
And, and I will now never drive that route without thinking there's at some point Gene did an interview on the radio. Yeah, he right? just told me, yeah, don't, I don't want to lose your signal. I got you real good. Just yeah, pull right. over. And don't that's move. important to him. Back then. Yeah. yeah. We're, we were just getting out from the hills. So I did the interview with oh him my God, real Gene. quick. And he's like, Gene, thank you. I owe you dinner. So we'll meet up later. Oh, hell's breaking loose. Okay. And so we got back to the office. Now, are you listening to the radio? Just yeah, as, uh, like, Bill, Bill's doing all that. Yeah. Listening to a, that. Well, we pretty much got all the info on the TV sets. It <laughs> broke over Texas, went into Louisiana. And so we got all, pretty much all we wanted. And so Beasley did that report and mentioned our names and everything. He, he said, I saw a picture of one of the, uh, Gene's photo of the Plaza Trail and uh, a rich streak in it. And he sent that in. While we when we left, I think a little bit after we left, and so NASA got that, the first report from the West Coast, and oh, they were they were just like oh, they were like oh wow, pictures they got pictures, so, um, got back to the office. We finally got back to the office. Bill came with me, and they want to see the pictures. I told him I got film. I think we processed. Uh, yeah, we processed it there. Okay, I think we I think we did, but anyway. The uh, plasma trail with the red streak, that was incredible. But what the film got was the streak going across, but it looks like there's a little bright a bright spot in the streak. Like, what is that? Something, a little flare-up. A little, yeah. A little flare-up, yeah. So we try to enlarge it, uh, make a different kind of a print, or well, we have the scanners, right? so we're doing anything by computer, uh, trying to see what this bright point is. We're able to... Uh, burn it down, and it looks like it's it's a backfire out of a tailpipe. It looks like fire coming yeah. out like out of a tailpipe. Sure, yeah, this little bright spot just passing the North Star when that thing showed up. So, uh, yeah, so that worked out really good, and not we didn't know what it was or what happened. We figured it had to be the start, but when that shuttle took off in Florida, uh, the launch, you know, they had that wing damage. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. What they were able to determine where the shuttle was compared to the stars and everything, the investigator, there was a, uh, the hole was starting to rip open, get like a, somebody with a blowtorch, and that that's what they were like. It came off and met a flare into the plasma trail. It was starting to break apart right there. Whoa. Yeah, and I saw red lava chunks coming off of it, but I thought that was normal. But I uh, don't know what that was, but that was the start. So I told Bill, when Bill said you know, the shuttle broke off, uh, let's go over to the Sierra and see if we can see, see anything. Or did it crash there? He goes, no, it's, it's over in Texas and Louisiana. I'm like, okay, well, forget that. And so, um, yeah, that whole day went crazy. And then Beasley sent that report in. And I think about two or three days later, I got a call from NASA. This, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was in charge of the investigation on the West Coast for the accident. And he goes, is this Gene? I go, yeah. He goes, where's Bill? I go, he's right behind me. We're going back into the office right now. He goes, okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. I saw the pictures. We heard about the pictures. I go, where did you get the information from for the West, for the West Coast? Uh, for this Tony Beasley guy, he followed a report. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's the administrator at the Owens Valley. So he followed the report. So this NASA guy says, I want you to get all your camera gear together with the cards in there, with the images, and send it. To Houston. I'll give you the address later. Just get all packed there. I go, are you serious? He goes, just make a list. What the cost is. We'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. I'm like, 
okay, uh, all right. So we, so yeah, me and Bill, we had to, we had to send all our equipment to Houston with the cards in there of the digital cameras and a list and what it would cost to reimburse. And they reimbursed, so no problem. And uh, yeah, it just, it just went from there. I got those pictures with me if you want to see them. But. I mean, NASA just basically bought your gear, right? Yeah, they bought all our gear. The gear that we used to photograph the shuttle, a streaking across. So that was like three cameras or three or four cameras of mine, the lenses, the cards. They wanted the, right. I think they took the remote cords and put in everything. And from those pictures, they were able to determine when it started breaking up by the stars and everything right. on our photographs. And they want the camera because that was on the sensor. They want to make sure the lenses don't have any weird, you know. Nothing's been in the right. Just put in that image. So I said, oh, no problem. You'll get the image on the digital. I shot film too. So I send them, uh, yeah, they, 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 I think they took that negative or not. They, uh, I had to send a negative to them. They sent it back. Whoa. They, I, the, okay. the negative is, uh, in a stockpile somewhere, but, uh, yeah, so all that stuff's in Houston. So they were able to determine Whoa. where the shuttle was by the stars, where it started burning up, until they found the black box. What did that cost them? How much? Did they, I mean, how much was that gear? Uh, I got a check for about eleven grand. I think Bill got about eight or nine. Then you yeah. got to go to Sammy's or wherever. That's why. Yeah, or uh, what's a Woodland Hills camera back in the day? Woodland uh, Hills yeah. camera. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. Great. Good old Scott there. He did. Yes. He worked, I told him what happened. And uh, Scott, hook me up, baby. Yeah, hook me up. I can't get my gear back. Um, this is what happened. He's like, "Oh my god!" You know, he's like, was any okay. of it new gear, old gear? All, all new gear. I no, think, no, no. That you were using was it? I, yeah, it was all new. I mean, you might as well try to upgrade at that point. Yeah, it was upgrade. So I upgraded Canon at that time. So, so you I, switched. I switched. Um, Did, was that something have, you wanted to do? You just couldn't financially like well, come up with eleven grand. Yeah, I got eleven grand, but. Uh, but uh, Canon had a better camera, got a better camera at that time. Yeah. And so uh, let's go with Canon. I've, I've gone back and forth. Oh, yeah. Well, as every photographer has. It's a bit where you're shooting. Yeah. And uh, so I did that. I think after everything was replaced, I had about 100 bucks left. <laughs> I was trying to save money. You know, trying to. Like, well, okay. Yeah. Did you sell those photos, though, and make any money? Oh, yeah. They, they went ever. They used the photograph and everything for the final report of the shuttle thing. Yeah, the thing going across. You seen the photo, right? No. Uh, yeah, I mean, at right. you know, twenty right. years ago. Okay. Um, so. Is that like those are two between the Hollywood shootout and that shuttle? Those are events a person should get, right? Not the same person should get, right? I, it would be like Nikki getting the Pulitzer, like he did in '74, and then twenty years later he gets like the same kind of like Pulitzer, like it. Th- that's unbelievable to be in that two places at the same time like that. Uh, Have you thought of it that way? Because when I was researching... No, it's just uh, being there at the right place at the right time. Me and Bill were just going up the Owens Valley to get the shell, come across, be a great streak shot, and look what happened. But you could have told Bill, like, ah, I'm taking the night off. Well, we didn't know what happened until he he got on the phone and turned white. I thought he was going to die on me. Yeah. So you could have left Bill up there dead for God's sake. The man probably almost did have a small heart attack. He pro- I thought I thought he was he, the look on his face. I'm like, okay, something happened. And then when he told me, oh, his heart must have stopped. And he oh must yeah, have sunk. yeah, oh yeah, it, it, it did. So uh, like he, he got his color back, and we went to the control, room and then the rest was history. So I mean, how easy is it to or or 
How difficult is it to cover a launch after covering, covering that one? Was uh, there a kind of like a weirdness well, for we you? Well, we were down for two years after that. Yeah, like yeah. things did yeah, shut investigation down. Investigation and everything, yeah. Um, no, it doesn't really bother me. It was great to see it get back in, back in the swing of things. So, yeah, I went out there for the first launch, got the landing. I did that. Okay, that'd be, that was sort of newsworthy, of course. And after that, it was like, and I did a couple of times until 2011 when the last three, the last three, the last three launches, uh, the right? last three was coming to an end. So I covered all that. Yeah. So. Yeah. That became, it became interesting old hat. Cause I remember as a kid, you probably remember this well, like you're, it was super awesome to watch those early shuttle launches. They would be at the crack of dawn. My dad would get us up. We'd be like half awake. And he's like, you got to watch this. This uh, is unbelievable. My dad woke me up for the Apollo moon landing. Right. Yeah. I think it was like five in the morning or something. And he's like, you got to watch this. This is history. But in the 90s, it became like, it, oh. Well, it came like SpaceX now. It's, right. it's, it's becoming oh, boring. Oh, a shuttle launch, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But so. not until tragedy and then the, as it ended, did people get interested in it again? Uh, yeah. So everything got after Challenger. I mean, I was, wasn't shooting right. back then. 87, was, sure. Yeah, so I just got out of high school. And uh, I mean, I was shooting, but not that. But uh, waking up to that and seeing what happened in I did the first landing after Challenger. It was up at Edwards. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, what a scene out there. The way they, they set up stuff for us. I slept at the back of my com a convertible. <laughs> we, were listening to, we were listening to the on the scanners. They gave the deal of burn. They're coming in Edwards. And it was something to see. They had a scaffolding up there. I think AP was up there. Warders was up there. And somebody else. Those guys shot the shuttle, come in, bang, bang. I watched, I sort of watched them after it landed. They put everything in those bags, those yes. photo bags. They dropped it down below to somebody to catch them. They got in their car and they split right back to LA. I saw that. I'm like, oh, those guys are going to get ahead of everybody. Yep. Yep. So I'm like, yeah, they got out of there. I think the, I think once the parachute the parachute came a out. Deployed, yeah. The deployed parachute, they they got the film in the bags, they dropped yeah. it. Those guys drop it, go. Got, got it out there. They, yeah. uh, I thought that was pretty cool back then. Yeah. But, uh, no, that I, was I, I, that was high speed. That was high speed back then. Yeah, it was all film. <laughs> so uh yeah, that was like, oh, that was pretty cool. So one like two or three drivers take off and go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh well, I'd have to worry about that. It was early in the morning anyway, or something like that. So we got the pictures landing. That was the first one and then I really do do much until Columbia. Tell tell me about how things have improved for you because I, I'm I'm fascinated about the shuttle stuff, the launches. I, my dad was in aerospace, and so when I when I knew I was going to have you on, I was like, oh, I gotta I gotta have him walk me through this process. How has it changed from your first couple ones to now with like the gear you use and the cameras and the remotes and what you're putting together and making. Uh, the remotes and the timers are pretty much have been the same till they got ripped off. Okay. Okay. So but those are pretty bulletproof, right? Uh, yeah. You got to be careful. It's like a heart. All right. That thing. I kept those things in special bags for protection. Who makes them? They, they, they're not around anymore. Well, who, who made them? Um, Bill had a friend who was a MacGyver guy for the Hollywood studios. They would come to him. He was, yeah, he was worked down South. These, uh, the Hollywood studio guys would come to this guy and say, hey, we need this to do that. Uh, whatever, I don't know, electronic officer, whatever. Right. So he would do that. He'd make things for them to do certain things. So Bill knew him, 
and he said, yeah, let's get these seven-day home timers, light timers, turn your turn on your lights and off at Home Depot. I'll get the schematics, and this guy will put everything together. And he did to make the for our time to put the camera in the, the microphone and for the door open and everything. He they work great. Wow. Yeah. So this guy did it to to he finally just his hands were shaking too. He was getting too old. He couldn't do it anymore. And then we found one guy up in Utah that did it, could do it. He recommended and. He made one timer each for me and Bill. Send it to us to check, you know, make sure they work, and we never heard back from the guy. Really? Yeah. The but what was nice about his the way he did his timers, the nine volt would fit inside the timer, self sufficient power. Okay, not oh. the, yeah for the for what we wanted to do. Right. This guy put the nine volt on the outside, so we had they had to keep opening it up all the time. We just put nine volt from the outside, it hooked in, and it worked great. That's what I have coming back to me right now. Next this next week, uh, that remote from my friend. So uh, thank God that one didn't get taken. Oh boy! But uh, yeah, so so this guy did this, and we never heard back from him because we were ready to fork out some money. Hey, why? Why? Yeah, and I don't know what happened to him. The guy never got back to us. So I don't know. Maybe something happened. I don't know. But uh, yeah, sort of. So we went back to the guy who made the original timers. Um, his name's Tom Rogers. He's out in Santa Fe, New Mexico, or out in uh, White Sands, New Mexico. He had he made his own timers, and so we bought some stuff from him. What was left after the shuttle missions? So he had a few left, and we you know we got some and stuff. So that's I have I have two of those left that that, that are somewhere here, and uh, and so I'm gonna be testing those out once I get my camera back and everything like that. See, you know, I can get away with one remote tube, so. But yeah, so what's nice about the about that? So that's how it works. Is so when you say tube, walk me through. Would you uh, a remote tube? It's uh, I bought these from Tom because he was getting out of it and everything. So I bought I bought his tube uh, remote tubes. It's a PC a PVC piping, ten inches long, ten inches in diameter. Okay. And you can put the we he has a rig that where you stick the camera in there. All right. Put the timer in there. Has a remote door, and with our timers. It pops the door open right when they hear the, 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 the timer hears the rocket. Okay. So everything's all tight and sealed. Wow, that and is pretty trick. That it it is pretty trick, but we do that because we shoot at Vandenberg. We always have that bad weather all the time, moisture and stuff like that. Right. Some of these guys have their own rigs up, rig ups in Florida, but... Not, yeah, like I've seen some guys that use like Home Depot buckets. Yeah, yeah. Doors pop yeah, open that's, that's and then door, door closes and... Yeah, so I'm going to sort of go to that to update myself. It's like, it's 25 years old. So, <laughs> like I said, all the stuff that's taken, it's old. but not re- it's Right, but it worked. But, yeah. It works. So, now it's time to update. Uh, okay, so we got I got one tube left. It's out there in the garage. Uh, so, yeah, so I can get away with the one position that we have now below the SpaceX pad. So, I can, with the right, you know, my camera, 18 to 200 lens, Canon. 7D Mark II, I can be wide enough down below to where I can get the launch and the booster coming back in one photo. Whoa! Uh, yeah, I can get both right there. Yeah, in the spot that we got just not too long ago, we got the spot below that. Yeah, I can have the rocket take off and just leave the timer on and then the booster comes right back uh, to land. Is there any way the general public, not to be on the bases, but can... Oh, yeah. on the outside and shoot it and see it 
Yeah, there's two locations what they do. If if the booster is not coming back for the LZ landing, it's gonna you know it's gonna land on the drone ship. Mm-hmm. The the public could come up right to the south gate and see the launch right there. Yeah, pretty clear. Whoa. Two and a half miles away, comes right over the hill. Yeah, people we we shot for there before. And is but, it is it a cool view? Oh yeah, it's a nice view. Uh, but the thing is, if the booster is coming back to land, they they roadblock off about like another mile and a half further away or okay. two miles away just for safety. Control. Sure. Yeah. So that sort of sucks. But, uh, but uh, yeah, you can see right there. Cause yeah. SpaceX has really changed the fact that like, they oh, seem yeah. like they're launching all the time. Oh yeah. Here in Florida, they're constantly uh, last year. I think Elon got 60 launches off for the last year. Wow. Yeah. And he's looking to do a hundred this year and he's staying on track. For Florida and Jesus California, Jesus Christ! Yeah. He's just he's just cracking them out. Do you try to get out to as many as you can? Uh, well, the Vandenberg PR people there that we know they don't do media support for Starlink launches because it takes money for them, manpower to the babysit us or whatever. Up okay, there on base because they've got to be escorted, so they don't do any Starlink. Just NASA and government stuff. Okay, like this last launch was a. a a spy satellite type thing. So okay. I didn't get to go up to that, but uh, we go to those. But depending on what the weather's like, it really changed. The, the weather it delayed uh, twice and then went on the third day. The weather was supposed to be worse for the fog and everything, but no, it turned out the fog stayed somewhat high. It was clear on the pad. You could see it from the press site and everything go up for maybe five or eight seconds till it went into the clouds. So yeah, it did a reverse type thing yeah wow. yeah Vandenberg is a, is very tricky we've seen it messed up and then it cleared out about five minutes Boom. before lunch or vice versa the fog comes in it screws everything up oh yeah wow. oh yeah it's it we've seen it all there oh god what's your typical camera setup what are your what's your exposure um well from the press site yeah yes okay uh, from the press site I usually well it depends if it's a day launch Okay, okay yeah, launch. right. Day or night, it's different. Day sure. launch, I just have pretty much that 150 to 600 lens, shooting about two thousandths of a second TV mode. And I, when that thing lifts off, I shoot with a remote cord so the camera stays nice and steady as it goes above the bat. Then I follow it to track it and everything like that. And I keep one other camera with a 28 to 300 just to stay a little more wide if I have to. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes that does happen. 100 ISO at like... What's uh, no, that about, I, I, I set my cameras actually in auto ISO. Right, because it's got to do this massive fluctuation because of the uh, brightness, yeah, right? Yeah, so that's always worked for me. A friend told me about that in the early digital days. I was right. having problems. Are with, you shooting raw now? I never shoot raw. Okay, no. still JPEG. JPEG fine. Okay. Uh, raw takes, I mean, it's... If it's a single shot, like a streak shot at night, mm-hmm. I'll do JPEG and RAW because it's one okay. shot. Yeah. But no, I never shoot RAW because it just takes up too, memory, too much memory. And so, and some of the news outfits I've shot for, they won't take it. Right. They just yeah. want a JPEG. Yeah, yeah, just JPEG, fine. Like, Rotors is that way. They don't want no RAW. So, I remember I was told that. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, we can't take it because it's RAW. We have this rule. And I'm like, oh, geez. Okay, thank you very much. So... Yeah, so I'll I'll I keep everything in auto ISO. It's always worked, and I just follow the rocket and I keep the other camera on my shoulder just for a, a wider shot yeah. if I need it. If needed, if yeah. needed. Sometimes I do. Yeah, the, the one fifty is like a little bit too much. So 
does it still, do you still get a little excited to go to a launch? Is still kind of a thrill? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, the streak shots. Yeah, I get excited about that because I do, I do tests and stuff, make sure what works with the city lights and what doesn't work. So when we, when I shoot the, the streak shot from above Simi Valley, mm-hmm. okay, when that thing comes, comes out from the mountains way to the north, it's 125 miles away. Yeah. And we're only going to see the streak for about a minute and a half. That's it. Because it's already taken a minute to get up. Right. Yeah. And so we really, just because the way these Falcon 9s aren't the same as the Deltas were and the Atlases were, we get that big smoke trail and everything. Oh, it was awesome. But not with these. Yeah. Much cleaner? Uh, no, just they don't last that long. Oh, okay. That's the thing. So when I did my first test shot over um, uh, CB Valley, I, I try to expose for a two-minute exposure. That's it, just two minutes. Okay. So I get everything just right and do it. The last one came up came out pretty good, so it was just right. The The rocket pretty much fizzes out till it gets the second stage ignite, but it's too much of a distance from where it stops on the first stage where the second stage. There's just too much of a gap. It's too wide. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just too wide. So, I, so one time I want to try the shot again. Because one shot I thought it might have been hoaxed. So um, down in Santa Monica, get it coming over the hill over the uh, the roller coaster and everything. So especially if it's going, right, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was aiming one way because of this photo. And I think at 12 o'clock and the thing came out at 2 o'clock. I go, what the hell is this thing coming out here? And I'm wondering if this photo, I was using this photograph, this sort of line right, up the shot. Yeah. This is where the sky was, okay, lined it up. So anyway, uh. Yeah, it didn't work out right. So Jesus, that's weird. Yeah, really weird. So next time, uh, I'm going to set up a couple of cameras because when the thing, when the first stage came down to the drone ship, you could so totally see it from the south over uh, uh, behind San Pedro coming down over yeah, this now. Right. Oh man, it was I. I didn't have anything set up for that. I'm like, oh, that's what's totally cool. So next time. I'm going to have one camera aiming that way. I'll have the other one aiming south and, and, and hit the cord when the thing starts coming down because they're right behind these homes on a hill. Yeah, that way must down, be. down in Mexico, but you could see it that far. It was a clear night. Oh, oh yeah, it was like four, 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've, been, you've spent a lot of your career at very early mornings. Oh, God. It's during the shuttle times. Oh, yeah. These times, too. It's, it's, we got another launch coming up soon uh, in another week or whatever, but we don't know. Yet what day or time? Yeah, I saw that, right? They don't have a time. They just have a window. Uh, Well, sort of. They got like from the 5th to the 9th. Yeah. But we don't know the time. We know it's going to be a light launch, which is good. But being this rocket is not really quite that big. It's smaller than a Falcon 9. I'll probably have to go up to probably south of the Ventura Pier and get it from there. Start getting across. Because we don't know if it's going to go west or southwest. Don't know yet. So I want to be ready to be closer. So you got to have two just to kind of. Not two, but uh, it's it's just being as it's a smaller rocket, being closer, like south of the Ventura Mm -hmm. Pier, it's a lot better. You're halfway there. Yeah, that does help. Yeah, by halfway there. So, yeah, we're just waiting right now with that. These private companies have completely changed all this launching. Uh, It keeps changing. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, With Elon and Bezos getting into this and. Well, they're based on those guys. They're behind, but they're getting there. Well, I mean, just but, with the how much launching they're doing. Oh, yeah. Well, Elon, 
you got to remember he had a probably a 10 to 15 year head start of these over these yeah, guys. Right. He had his falls and everything and, and mishaps, but he got all the bugs out and he's it's working. But he had a he had a hell of a head start before these guys did. That's why he's doing so good. Do does SpaceX have their own photographer, like someone you they, know who's like, hey, there's Bill, and he's, you know. Yeah, they got their own photographers in Florida, and they got their own in, well, they Out got here few, in uh, up in California. Yeah, here in LA. Uh, El, El Segundo. Do you rub elbows a lot with them and know who they are? And like, hey, they're. Eh, we never see them. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're, they're on base. We're, oh. off, we're on the outside of, of the fence. So yeah, even at Vandenberg, you're still on the outside. You can't. Uh, be... Yeah, we're on the outside, but we got a hill shot that we see the pad right there. It's perfect for the the launch and the landing, and we got this spot on the bottom where we get the rocket and the landing too for that. Angle. Now, can you stay there, or do you have to leave? No, we we said that's what we set up our cameras. We have to leave, so we have like uh, two hours or so to set up everything. Okay, and then we escort it off the base and. Oh, so we... you're on the base with the gear, but you physically have to leave. Yeah. It would okay. go to the press site. Okay. Uh, I think it's about four miles away. So we. Oh, I got to come to a launch with you. Yeah, God, so that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of a, everything doesn't, you know, everything goes right. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's 50% of the time something's going wrong. Like this last one, it scrubbed for two days and it went on the third day. Yeah. The, it had a problem with one of the engines was hiccup up or whatever. So uh, that was a bit of, of, of a bummer. But, uh, but yeah, the, there's there's always issues. Have you tried any mirrorless with the new rockets? Nope. No, so everything's still. I DS. don't have any mirrorless. No. Have, have you seen anybody who's doing like thirty frames a second shooting in this yeah. mirror? Uh, well, probably somewhat, but you really don't need thirty frames a second. I mean, only on certain things. These rocket launches, you can shoot three frames a second and get plenty of pictures. Right. These rockets are slow. So yeah, there's it's it's three or five slowly getting up, and then it you know. yeah they start taking off. So yeah, I I shoot high speed ten frames a second when they take off and everything. So yeah, you want to get all the pictures on the remote tube stuff. I keep all my cameras at probably three frames a second. Okay, yeah, so that's that's plenty. Just see, in case something gets locked open and doesn't fill the card. Right. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. Everybody probably thinks more frames is is, more, is better. Well, depending but on not what it really. is. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, not really. Yeah. Yes and no. So it just depends when it is we. When we used to be able to shoot the Miniman three missiles mm-hmm. out of the the missile silos, all those things are hauling ass. So yeah, as soon as we see the smoke, pff, we just, <laughs> just hit the motor. Just hit, hit the, the motor drive. Hit the motor drive. It's going to come out of there really fast. Oh yeah, some of those things you do have to shoot fast. Like with the Delta, I used to do the same thing. I shot really fast with that because when the Delta ignited ignited the engines and the boosters, there's always this fireball that came out. And with shooting at 10 frames, you get probably two, yeah, maybe two, maybe three frames of this fireball coming out. It looks really hot. Have you ever lost a camera? Totally like burned out or destroyed? Uh, uh, No, never did. Yeah, I got lucky. Uh, But, uh, you know, as long as you get the shot, Okay, but uh, I have sure. one camera here that's you know, behind you. I've always kept that for just in case of one of those kind of episodes of, okay, this is going to get wasted, but we get the picture, we're going to do It's good. worth it, yeah. It's worth it, but now they got the GoPros that do that stuff with no problem. Uh, and they just flip around, and they're fine <laughs> in the case or whatever. Yeah, so that, you don't have to worry about that. But, uh, yeah, sometimes those incidents do come up, and... and uh, you know, rockets blow up and stuff like that. Yeah. So I've had, I had that happen already. So, 
That's pretty fun. It was pretty fun. It's it's interesting you've had this rocket career. Tell me about how you got into boxing, photographing boxing. Oh, boxing. I've been doing that since uh, I started in the mid-2000s. Yeah, April but, 2000, but yeah. It's, it's like an interesting pivot. Like, oh, I'm also yeah. going to dive into... Well, well, that's when the digital cameras came in, the D1H or yeah. D1 or whatever. Because I shot, I shot a boxing match before with film. It was a pain in the ass. Oh, God. Oh, it was a pain in the ass. I go, okay, I'm waiting for the digital to come out. <laughs> That's it. So it finally came out. I got my first digital camera. Um, I talked with a friend for trick stuff or whatever. Yeah, he says, yeah, you're going to buffer out fast back then. So, yeah, I God. started uh, I started in the uh, mid-2000s with a digital. and Daily news, yeah, for the daily news. Stuff for that, and it worked great. It, it, I you know, did, did they not have a designated boxing guy, or did you just say, no, like, hey, no, I'd be interested in it? That, that's, yeah, I did for sports. I had to, you know, try yeah, i never done it before, so I did it, and it was great. It worked out good. I had to learn the curve a little bit, uh, uh, how to use the cameras back then, but it, it worked out fine because with those lights and everything, it looks like a sunburn on the guy's shoulders. Right. So my friend told me, yeah, you know, be a half a stop under, and that would sort of help that. It, it did. So that was pretty good. Yeah, I started from that, and it just kept going, and still sort of doing. It. I got one more fight at the end of the month. I'm going to do, but uh, yeah, that's who's fighting? Caneo uh, and Charles. Okay. Yeah. So in uh, Vegas. In Vegas. Yeah. In uh, the uh, T-Mobile. So that's coming up. He's got about I think two or three more left. He signed a big contract with Danza for three for the Zone uh, that's on the web only. Uh, he's going to do three more fights with them. I think that's. Might be it for him. So, how many times have you made that drive to Vegas? Oh, so many. Oh God, so many. Probably do it with your eyes closed. I'm yet to get the tour bus to flip over with a bunch of people. <laughs> I haven't got that yet. Yeah, I thought one of these days I can get that tour bus flip over with all the people. It hasn't happened yet. Oh, oh God, what a bummer. But uh, yeah, I've I drive hundreds of times just for different things. Too. Sure. Yeah. So I got. You know, I've done the CES show for over thirty years. Uh, that was always fun. Going up this next year probably be my last one because it's just changing too much. It really has changed since COVID, huh? Uh, yeah, they're really they're. they're it's really kind of scaled on. back. Yeah, well, a lot of the company, a lot of the, they didn't want their employees. They didn't want to go. I totally understand. And so, for all these years, for the press, they used to give out these media bags and everything. They haven't done it in the last three years. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is coming to an end. But uh, yeah, the. Uh, the the one this year was okay, and um, but next year is sort of concerning because I I, I checked I check on rooms just to see way ahead of time right. just to see what's available. Last time I did that for the Motel Six, like somebody bought out all the rooms, all sold out for the dates I want to go. So I tried again about a month before, and some rooms opened up. Okay, cool. This year, I checked about a month and about a month ago. And I was able to get rooms for a killer price. Yeah. For uh, January. For, Whoa. Jan- for those dates. Yeah. Nine, uh, eight through the uh, 11th. Right. The days that we're going. So, yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's good, but. That's it, bad. It, it's yeah, good and no bad. One did, no one didn't buy all the rooms. So, yeah, I wonder. It's, I wonder it's going to be starting getting scaled back. Or the, it's always a pretty much been a big crowd, but. Sure. Well, but during COVID, there was a lot of empty spots uh, in, the, in the new. Uh, convention center, center yeah. yeah, West Side. It was uh, there was a lot of empty spots, and so th- that was sort of because I meant for the story though too and everything. But yeah, I 
and we were all wearing our masks and everything. So Ugh. a little bit of a drag, but uh, yeah, they're all past that now. So right. a, lot of, a lot of companies are not there anymore. Yeah. And, Didn't and, make it or won't go. I mean, the, the, the best one was Gibson. They always had that tent outside. They always had a good artist playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. They had a, a happy hour at 4 o'clock with all the beers. Oh, man. Was, everybody was there having a good time. Oh, yeah. That what's, was fun. What's the best, bo- best boxing match you've shot? Well. Because sometimes it's not always like the marquee. Sometimes you get in a great fight and it's the third card or it's on a Tuesday at the forum or. Or something like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it probably had to be. The Kalishko fight and <gasps> Leon Spinks. Really? Sp- yeah, Spinks, yeah. Uh, Kalishko was getting, was sort of getting beat up in the face and he had a cut above his eye and below his eye. If Leon would have done the right punch, that eyeball would have came out. I got a great shot of him sort of looking at him with that blood and everything coming down. Oh, it was a great photograph. I think that's probably one of the best ones seeing those two big guys fight. Right, just, back in those swing, days. just winging it at each oh, other. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. And uh, one of the other ones was probably the fastest one, the fastest. Um, a friend of mine told me about this This one, one of the undercard fights. He says, yeah, you got to watch this guy. This guy, he was from Texas, and he comes into the first round like it's the 12th round. Yeah, he won't stop. He'll just go... And just end it there. Like, really? He goes, yeah, you got to watch this guy. And that's what this guy did. He went, he, they ring the bell. He goes in, like, it's the 12th round. He's got a score to points. He just, he just went slugging on his dude. The guy had no chance to recover. And he took him out in the first round. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, the crowd went nuts. The crowd went nuts. <laughs> this guy was like the new uh, uh, Mike Tyson or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but he was a small guy, but. Yeah, he went in just he just goes in full bore slugging. I never I never saw him completely overwhelmed the guy. Oh yeah, crazy crazy guy. I mean, it was incredible. That was that was the fastest one I ever saw. Yeah, yeah, one round. Yeah, wow. Even faster too. I've seen other guys get knocked out in the first round, but this this guy just came in slugging. And the the other boxers just couldn't keep up with it. Just couldn't keep up and just punched him until he hit the ground. Jesus. Yeah, that was fun to watch. That was so, that was really something to watch. That was a lot of fun. Wow. So, but other ones and stuff. Well, the best one was well, one of the best ones was a fight in Vegas, mm-hmm. undercards or fighting, and Muhammad Ali came in with his daughters, and oh. the boxers stopped as he walked by and sort of said hi to him and everything as he walked by. Then they continued the fight. Yeah, the crowd went nuts and. Uh, Ali was there, and then he went to the boxers, and they went to their seats, and then they continued the fight. But they stopped because he came in. Yeah, they didn't realize Jesus. that. Wow, they wouldn't even done that for the Pope or something. Uh, My God, know, maybe the Pope, but but yeah, for for uh, Ali, that was something. Yeah, before his time, so that was pretty cool to see that. So I got a good shot of the the boxers stopping, waiting on Ali and everything. <laughs> he sort of put his arm to him, and that was really cool. That was really great of them. Oh, and so man. yeah, that was something. Yeah, that was something else. And another one where, well, the well, the fight kept going, but everybody turned their attention. It was across the arena. All these people were getting the, uh, trying to get a photograph of this this guy with long hair in a wheelchair. I'm like, who the heck is this guy? Like, he looked familiar. So I got my zoom lens. I zoomed in. I can't remember the actor's name, but he played Jaws in the James Bond movies. 
the oh, villain. Oh, right, yes. Yeah, he, it was tall, him. Tall, tall gentleman, yeah. Yeah, Jaws. And so this is like the first time of appearance of him. He was in a wheelchair. His health was starting to decline. But everybody wanted to get a picture with him because he was so famous from the... The James Bond, the, the villain, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was that was really that really everyone like forgot the fight and <laughs> the attention went to him. Yeah, the cameras, everything. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. That was something to see. That so I got pictures. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. He, he was so friendly. He was posing with everybody. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, you don't get to see those kind of moments sometimes. Yeah, that happen like oh man, it's what's his name or sure. whatever. So I always go for celebrities that fights and stuff just to get pictures. Just in case, you know, just to have the last picture of them in case something happens. So that you never know. You you mentioned Doug's crash and you didn't you photographed it and you didn't know it was him till later. Yeah. Tell, yeah. tell me about that. What what was the what was the circumstances? Uh, a semi truck rear ended the car. He blew a red, or he didn't see him there at the red. He blew the red, hit him. The semi truck hit him, and so I I went down there because of a fail. So I got the firefighters, the truck, and them taking some stuff out the trunk. I didn't know what they were holding or anything. So I got some pictures. So I went, I was in the area for something else. So I checked it out, shot it, and then I went to the office uh, on Sunday to process the film and everything. And one of my other friend photographers came in and said, uh, what'd you shoot? I go, oh, this accident the other day or whatever. He goes, where was it? I go, oh, it was downtown LA, the semi around the back end of this car. And everything he goes, was that at, I think, he named the streets. They go, yeah. And I'm thinking like, oh, God, is this is a VIP. And then he told me, he goes, that was Doug Burles. I'm like, what? That was Doug. He got killed. I'm like, I just froze. And like, whoa. And, and uh, yeah, that was pretty a shock. But, yeah, it, it uh, he was he helped me out a lot. Uh, those pizza nights, what was good, could make it better. Oh, yeah, he, he was a blast. He was a blast. Wow. Yeah, great, great guy. He, he didn't live long enough to the digital age, unfortunately. Right, so, right. But, uh... Now, why didn't you process the film the day you shot it? No, I, pro- I processed it the next day. It yeah, went, why uh, did you wait? Just it wasn't really that much of a... a past deadline, story. and I... Yeah, it was past deadline. It's like, I think it was in the afternoon or something, so... It was one failed, and... Big deal. It wasn't a VIP or anything, so... Right. But I was in the area of something else shooting in, so I shot it, and, uh... Wow. Yeah, that was him, yeah. Jeez. yeah. I don't even remember. That was back in the 90s when that happened. But, yeah, my friend told me that was Doug and everything. I showed him the pictures. Like, yeah, that's his car. And so I got a picture of the fireman, like, holding one of his cameras. Oh, burnt up. That's what they Yeah, were. caught fire and everything. So they finally got the guy. Years later, they t- they got him. They, the guy took off. Um, And they got him down to Mexico. Years later, I remember. Mexico. Yeah, they, they finally got him the detectives to find out where he went and everything like that. And uh, they used to do stuff. They did stuff on that, on a story on him and everything like that. So, like, oh, they finally caught him. All right. Good for, you know, the family, a little closure there. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah. But leave me with this. This is the most important thing, right? Your DJ times at the Black Angus. Tell me about it. Uh, I was in photography. I was <laughs> spinning records at the yeah, Black I was, Angus. I was, used to spin records. Uh, I used to go there. We always hang out at the sure, Black Angus. Sure, there was a dance. They used to have a dance club, days. right? Like yeah. a little. Yeah, it was a dance club, and yeah. we danced there and everything, and it was fun. And so I, I, I talked to the DJ and I asked him, yeah, he needed help, or whatever. I was like, well, we started talking, so it sounded good, and I started doing stuff during the week and everything, and uh, that was fun. But it was all with the records. Now it's. 
Well, most of it's digital now, but they still use the, some of the records yeah. with, with the uh, Technique uh, spin tables. Yeah. yeah. Those were the top Did ones. Did you have a DJ name? Uh, like DJ Photo Guy or Shutterbug? No, they called me uh, the DJ's brother because we sort of looked the same. They thought, they thought I was his brother. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it's Mark's brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm Mark. I'm his brother. But, uh, no, nah, no nicknames or anything like that, but... Uh, it was a lot of fun. Made some okay money, you know, but I still did photography stuff back then. Still with the fires and everything. Still right. building up the career. But it was a fun thing. I did that for, I don't know, about two years maybe until we had that sh- we had that shooting out in front. I, I, covered the, I covered that. You? And that's when everything changed and everything. <laughs> everything of course there was a shooting out yeah. front and you covered it. Yeah. I, I, I went there. I was already done doing that, but I got pictures. And after that, everything just started to change and they got rid of the dance stuff and that was it. Are, are there even the black The next door place was, you know, Bobby McGee's. Yes, yeah, Bobby yeah. McGee's. I stayed there. Oh, that place was great. All oh, those Tuesday $2 drink nights. Oh, God, those were awesome. Ah, oh, ah. yeah, that was awesome. So, yeah, so the Black Angus uh. went out. The Bicycle Club was the other one on the other yes. side before the hotel came in. So that was always fun to just hang around and drink with friends and stuff. And Bobby McGee's was was fun, so they got rid of the dancing and everything. Yep. And, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a GB Breweries now. Yeah, yeah, Brewers or whatever. So Bicycle Club is gone. That's a hotel now. I think the Black Angus is still there as a restaurant, though. So. Oh man, yeah, those were the days. Those was fun. The eighties, baby, with DJs oh, and man. dance clubs and two dollar uh, beers on a Tuesday. Uh, oh god, yeah. <laughs> Even up in Laughlin, was the same way. The two dollar uh, drinks up there. Oh boy, at the losers, the losers lounge. The losers lounge. Now, you ever been there? No, no. I, I hope it's still the same. The way I, the reason why I always went to the losers lounge when we went to Laughlin because it was all rock and roll and stuff like that. But they had pictures. All inside the bar, the dance club, of losers through life. Something bad happened to them. So they like they had OJ's fish right. up there. They had the Buffalo Bills team photo because <laughs> I guess they lost uh, four, four Super, Super Bowls in a row. Yeah, so the Titanic. So anything <laughs> that Tim and Chan, <laughs> Tim and uh, uh, Tammy Baker and, and his, her husband, they were losers. So they had photographs on the wall of all these. Losers, losers through life. It was hilarious. I was so amazed at the been... photographs. Like, oh yeah, I remember that King Kong <laughs> you know, on top of the New York uh, Empire State Building getting shot at the airplanes. Yeah, so something. You know, oh, I hope that's still there. I, I don't know if it is. I, I really hope it is because I always wanted to go back because there was one photograph uh, I was amazed at. It was shot back in the 1800s. A guy hanging from a tree. Okay, he's being hung. Okay, but all these people, about 25, 30 people, stood there to get their picture taken with this guy hanging from a tree. I've seen that photo. I know what you're referring to. Yeah. Do you know who it is? I always wanted to find who this no, person was but I, that these people wanted to pose for a photo. I you you recognize what I'm I talking know about? that I know that photo. I remember that photo being historical for that purpose. Like Okay, I figured it had to be, hanging it had to be and, somebody yeah. hammered. And Somebody people famous. were having their picture taken, taken with this it. guy hanging from a tree. tree you know, like, yeah. Who in the heck is this guy? He had to be. Yeah. He had to be a. a it's like 1880 or 1890. Yeah, I know it wasn't Billy the Kid. Yeah, but, uh, no, uh, but it's something along that line. Line of, line of that yeah. era. So I've always wanted to go back there and ask the manager, hey, look, can we look behind this we photograph? We can look and that s- up. I bet, I, bet oh, someone, true. I bet someone right now is listening to this podcast and they're going to Google it and be like, oh, that's so-and-so. Yeah, I've Tombstone. always been fascinated by that photograph. Because who was this guy? I mean, for all these people to get their picture with them hanging dead. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was really, uh, really fascinating to be about that. But, yeah, the Loser's Lounge, if anyone's up there or goes there again at the Riverside Hotel, that's Don Laughlin's place, <laughs> if it's still there, you'll see all the photographs and they're probably being added on right. as the years have gone on of, you know, just losers of people. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh my God. You you have if it's still there, you'll love it. You go in there like I a gotta museum, see this. have a drink and just look at all the photos. But yeah, it has all those kind of photos of what happened to people. What what's the best photo you've ever taken? Well, it's gonna be a couple. I mean, I've had four I've had four Pulitzer contenders all lost out to war photos. Right. But uh, I, I. Four contenders. Geez. Four contenders and lost the war photos. God dang. Yeah. Because uh, war is under. I, call, right. I, I called them I call, about something. I heard a rumor. I, I called the Pulitzer people to try to clarify this rumor. So, and war is under breaking news. Yeah. I'm like, that just shouldn't be it because it's a different factor. It was no breaking news. When, what happened to Ukraine? We all knew the Russians were building up everything, right. ready to go. They, they made it. Well, that wasn't, well, when they started, yeah, okay, maybe breaking news, but they all knew that was yeah. going to happen. It's been a year now. Is yeah. it still breaking news? Yeah, no, no. It's, right. I mean, so, but uh, but yeah, I lost out. Uh, if someone came to you and said, Gene, can you make me a print? I want a print from my office. What's the one you would make them? Well, depending on what they ask. I mean, I got, I. Just, I, it's up to you. You pick, pick <sighs> your favorite. The, f- the top four, like I told you, about the contenders were what are well, they? Well, there were older ones and newer ones. But, it's okay, what uh, are they? It's probably gonna have to be uh, the 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 Bank of America shootout with the guy with the gun. Okay, and the uh, Columbia Street coming, yep. coming over the dishes. Those okay. would probably be the, those would probably be the two favorites. Okay, that's been asked of me. The yeah, make a print of that or something like that. Yeah, yeah. what's so. the other two that lost out in the Pulitzers? Um, I got those with the, um, one was these firemen jumping off a roof in Burbank as the house was exploding in fire. The one guy's in midair jumping off the roof and the other guy has got the steel saw in his hand. Those, those people still called me. They wanted that photograph. They saw it in the mid front page of firehouse magazine. And, uh, oh yeah, I did really good with that. So that was pretty good. Watch the whole thing just blow up in a fireball. And then the other one is the medical building. They caught fire and a hundred and fifty oxygen bottles blew up. Whoa! It blew up. I was across the street trying to take cover behind the street because the fire guys they left they left the fire engine there and everything because the whole building was starting to go in a fireball. So the the whole place blew up. They left and you staging? Yeah. They, well, they didn't know I was there. They were busy trying to fight the fire, but they 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 told everybody get out. There's oxygen bottles. It stopped. The place is starting to explode. And so I went across the street behind a tree to take cover, and then the whole place just blows up. I got the whole, I got the picture of that too in there. Um, the whole place blows up. The shockwave blows me off my feet, and the windows blew out. The two houses behind me got the windows blow out, and oxygen bottles started falling down the street that were coming from the building. Yeah, that was something. <sighs> yeah, that was way back in the 90s. But uh, I was trying to call my friend on the rail about it, but he was in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, no good. But yeah, so the, the the fire started there. They they had like yeah over 150 bottles there. Start they started exploding from the heat. So they told totally, me get the hell out. You know they, they they evacuated. 
I still was taking pictures, but I went across the street because none of the fire guys were there. I'm like, okay, I better get back. And so I went across the street behind the tree to take cover and still take pictures. And the thing just blew up. I just hit the motor drive. And I kept, I kept, as I kept shooting, I kept underexposing because it was so bright. Right. And I nailed it. I nailed it on the pictures. I was like, I two, two stops under because it was so bright. And I got, I got all the, all the streaks and everything going out and everything. Oh, you ever see that man. photo? Yeah, yeah. So, whoa, yeah, that was something. That was that was feeling a shockwave hit you and knock you off in your feet. Right. That was something else. And then the windows blow out behind me at the two houses behind me. Have you ever had any physical damage? Like you're blown out eardrums or fire burns or no? Because well, you've covered fires and, yeah, and floods and I got a second degree burn from a cappuccino. My cappuccino. Oh yes, After, that must have been one hell of a hot cappuccino. It was cappuccino, it got spilled. I mean, because <laughs> I, I just came back from the firestorms, okay, unscathed. So I go to this place to you know have a coffee or something like this to relax, and the waitress sort of accidentally got hit, and I saw her get hit, and then she spilled the thing on my arm, <laughs> and I yeah I had a big blister and everything. Like I can't believe this. I'm in the firestorm for three or four days, unscathed. Thank goodness. And I get burned up from a cappuccino. Oh, God. That just, ugh. I got a free coffee out of it. So she was so apologetic. But, yeah, that was something. Yeah, it was a lot. That was funny. You've worn bulletproof vests. You've watched rockets explode. You've watched, you know, people shoot at and a cappuccino gets you. Uh, for burn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, uh, I think the only thing would be probably just the loud thing from jet fighters at air shows. Yeah. The ears piercing. I don't mind that, but, you know, the, no, I never got harmed from that. No, so, no. Did no. you keep your butt home in 2020, or did you get out and about when all hell was breaking loose in that summer when they were rioting downtown? Oh, I was and, out. I, I wasn't in that. No, I was. Of course you did. Yeah, I, I wasn't there. I didn't. I've I've already done this. Right, yeah. Okay, I've had my share. And the way these the people are today with that type of stuff, I, have, I had no interest in it because it just doesn't work my time. Right. And yeah, it's absolute so, chaos. Yeah, it's just I've been in the chaos. So uh, the LA rides, the Laker rides when they won and yep. everything, that was down there at the forum. Well, not the forum, but the Staples. And, oh, I was in the middle of that. That was crazy. And the the Democratic Convention. Yes, the, the, right the National thing. Convention. Yeah, was that, that back 04? Then? It was back then. I don't yeah. know. We were, t- we were on top of one of the hotels shooting down because it was really crazy down there. So that's when I got that great shot of the SWAT team blowing their, their – um, Weapons with it got the, I got the fireball coming out. Oh, yeah. so I shot at slow speed to try to make it more, that, yeah, yeah. make it look good. It all came out great. Yeah, yeah. So Man. that was so I, I've been in a lot of mine. The way I do it now, if I had to do it in these things, is I'll be on the outside of the box where all the crap is happening and shoot from the outside because these people these days they, they hit photographers and everything. Like yeah, that. right. And what happened January sixth in Washington? We'll mm-hmm. have those guys. Of course, that was crazy, but uh, yeah, they're that way now. Yeah, they don't know that uh, you know it's in the Constitution. Yeah, they, you know? there's no respect for the media; they'll just uh, go after you because you're not much. No, there's not the way it was. No, so, but you know, what's I, Gene got next? What are you doing next? What's the next big thing for you? Next big thing, well, uh, I liked uh, this rocket launch coming up in a week. Hopefully, it's not too late at night, and get that in. The other one would be. Uh, Hopefully I, I can, I don't know, but I'll get back to uh, Boca Chica Tech is for Starship 
Elon's thing for a second time. Went on the first launch four months ago. Was was really something else. It was awesome and a lot of work. But I like to get out there for a second time, maybe see what happens if I can. If I probably won't, but uh, otherwise, the next big things coming up are the eclipses coming up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, October eighth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lunar eclipse or annual eclipse. Sorry about that. And then next year, uh, 24, the 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 whole uh, solar eclipse, solar eclipse right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are, I like to hopefully get to cover one of them. So like the one October 8th. Okay. When you're walking your, you know, process through your mind on that, what are you thinking? Like, what are you trying to find something? Same thing as I did the one in 2017. Get something in the foreground. Yeah. So... I found this place where the line of totality is, where it's crossing over Kern. One of the areas is uh, Kernville, Texas. They got these two big statues on the hill. Okay. A big cross and some guy with a sword on a horse. Really cool looking. And so I would like to try to get that with those statues. I can line it up. It's, you only got four minutes. Right. Four, you got to bang it. it out. Yeah. Yeah. So you really got to be quick. So I, I had the experience back in 2017, did the one... And I went out to Casper, uh, okay. Wyoming, and did there at the college. It was really cool. Uh, they're really nice people up there. And the, the guy told me, well, if you want to get something, you're f- and the, there was something I wanted to get in the foreground back then. And so the administrator told me, he says, well, we got this big T-Rex uh, two blocks up the street. It was made in our shop years ago. And he's out there in, out there on the, on the statue. And uh, that might work. So I checked it out. And oh, it worked out really good. So. Um, yeah, so I got the T-Rex, uh, metal carving thing. He's real big, almost full size. And with the uh, when the eclipse happened, that was something to see. That's that cool. Big hole in the, the big hole in the sky, everything turned oh, yeah. dark blue. Everybody's firing off fireworks, or, but a ton of people there. Were they, they, had the, uh, they had a big convention there, uh, Celestron, the, the big telescopes. So they had a big thing there uh, near the college of... People with telescopes and everything, so it really made for a good picture. I like that. I like that I use people. Wow. So in my pictures, and so that worked out really good. And the 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 eclipse happened. I it's man, just seeing this big hole in the sky for I think four and a half five minutes. That's cool. That was great. The only thing was we got a little a little smoked out because we had a brush fire happening. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it filtered out a little bit in Montana, so the smoke was coming over uh, uh, into Wyoming. So anyway, but yeah, that was really cool. I, that was a, got a 2,600-mile trip. So I, I went up. This is how busy. I went up for the eclipse, shot that for two, two or three days, then came back, went to Vegas, and did the Mayweather and uh, Conor McGregor fight. Right. Yeah. Jesus, Gene. You yeah. put on some miles, yeah, man. Yeah, I put some miles on that one. But, yeah, <laughs> so I got a big eclipse and a good fight uh, between good. Mayweather and uh, Conor. So, That's yeah, that was something. So, yeah, we got to go in the gym and shoot them and everything like that. And, uh, him working out that was a lot of fun so but yeah that took a lot of driving i mean i was really wiped out when i went through uh uh utah oh that place was so beautiful with the oh it's with, gorgeous with, yeah with the lakes and the streams of water i was that close i was that close to camp there go to big five get a fishing pole get a, a tote pack of beer and just <laughs> pitch camp near a stream it was so beautiful and relaxing yeah. Oh, it was so nice. Oh, I was almost going to do it. <laughs> and, say, and say, screw the fight. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I had to go, so I just kept going. Uh, but, yeah, I did that. So 
Yeah, I slept in a van in a, in a van for like two days because all the hotels were sold out. Then they got rooms open finally, and then I the last two nights I was able to stay in the room, so oh, that was nice. But the van was eh, it was okay. It, it's it worked. You make it work. Yeah, I make it work. I brought cushions and air mattresses with me, so yeah, right. Yeah, but I had all that camera gear in there, and oh boy, it was oh, crazy. God. I was out, but that was a lot of fun. So that's what's coming up uh, for April. Oh no, for October. And April next year. Yeah, yeah. 24. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, the annual eclipse. I had plans to, the closest the closest crossing near here is, uh, for us, is at Four, uh, four Corners. Right, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's the closest here. Mm-hmm. Okay. The uh, full eclipse, Kernville, is going to be the closest in 24. Okay. So, yeah, so I got two areas. I already got hotels for a... Uh, the other spot, but not the other. So we might just drive there and deal with it and drive back uh, to New Mexico. So we'll see how it goes. That'll be very nice. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want already. I, I always wanted. There's, there's so many stuff you, you want to do on the bucket list. Yeah, you got to okay. knock them off, right? Yeah. So and so, um, yeah, I've already done one eclipse. That was great. I done annual. I learned my lesson on that one. Uh, yeah, I I wanted you know the orange effect, you know. I thought the sewer covering would give the orange effect. It gives the white effect. You got to have the dark filter, dark, to get the orange effect. That's all the guy doing it. He was holding it, watching it. I'm like, that's what I want. Why am I getting white? Because I had the silver. Mm. Yeah. A little lesson there for everybody who wants to shoot eclipses. <laughs> if you want the orange, you got to get the, the black filter. You know, okay. on, on like a long weather smack. So I have that. It's like my, a 10 stop filter. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And same with the silver, but that will give you the white effect. Yeah. So it depends what you're after or do both. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, that was a bit of a bummer, but I learned my lesson when in Wyoming. So I got the, the orange effect. It was really nice, especially with the smoke from the brush fire. Yeah. The brush fire. I'm yeah, sure it added a little, more little bit of filter. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty nice. It came out all right. And, uh, yeah, I got the diamond ring effect. I always want to get that shot, so I got it. Great. And uh, so I did that. So, great. So I may go to that. I don't, I'm not too sure. It just depends what the schedules look like and stuff like that. I love the fact you're still going for it, man. Oh, it's... I like what I do. And I've been doing it for so long, it's all what I know that I can do. Right. There's some things I can't do anymore. Yeah, but, you know be aggressive on the brush fires and stuff like that. It's, you know, not worth getting burned for by, but, but with the equipment these days and the technology, I could shoot from outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, like, okay. If like, if I was there at, at Washington on January 6th, you saw what happened, right? All those guys are in there getting beat up and blah, blah, blah. I would have been sort of on the outside on something and just shot in. Right. And get what I could. Yeah. So, that's the way I would have done it. Still get good pictures. Maybe not the best, but, you know, you're not going to get hit or something. Right. Or you're not going to get crushed. Or get the attention of somebody. Yeah, screw you. You know, hit you. Right. On the side. You'll be on the outside of the box. That's why I like that 150-600 lens uh, from, from Tamron. You can, <laughs> you get so close now. That's like a, up to a 900 millimeter. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Jesus. Oh, yeah. I hope I get, I can get that lens back, hopefully. <laughs> but, or get get another one. But, uh uh, well, I'll suffice with a, a two to five hundred and put a converter on it and have make it work. Yeah, make it work. I can make it work. If you can make it work, uh, great. So, yeah. yeah so, um, right now, I'm good for right now until I get my cameras back and everything uh, from my friend from Florida. And then, uh, 
I am glad you answered my email and you said you'd want to come on because this has been an absolute <laughs> unbelievable walk. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's phenomenal, man. You've you've had an unbelievable career and you're still going at it. It's fascinating. Well, I'm, I mean, there's going to be that time. Yeah, you're going to have to hang up the cameras, which I don't like. But like my dad told me after I graduated high school, you know, do something for this long that you like. They'll make life go by a lot easier. Right. A lot of people do what they do. They like it. And a lot of people do stuff they don't like. So I was already in photography, but which field I want to go was the decision I had to make. And I like the news. Have so, you thought about when you might hang it up, when, when the time will come The be, you know, to be totally honest, re, retirement is not in my vocabulary. I'll probably just go until I drop. That's pretty, that's pretty much it. I saw older people shooting pictures as I was growing up mm -hmm. uh, in the field. And I go, well, I wonder if I can make it that long, you know? So I'm not there yet. I mean, I, I don't feel, I don't feel my age. Good. So, yeah, I don't feel I'm not even close. So uh, it's I just go as I go as I can as much as I can. But and things have changed. A lot of the outfits I did work for are not around anymore. Right, they're gone. The magazines are gone, and, and I mean the things did last for a while, a long time. I'm surprised they did, but they came to an end. That into that thing phase. So a lot of the off-road stuff and stuff I did now in Glamis and everything for Sand Sport Magazine, I did that from 96 to 2015. Right. Yeah, that long I did stuff. It was like a paid vacation. I made money. And it was fun to do, shooting all the dune stuff and everything over the years. And that came to an end when my the, my boss from there left. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, whew. it's changed a lot. When you put your head on the pillow... You know, and you're going to bed. Do you still right now look at it and go, man, it's been fun. It's been a crazy ride. It went by fast. Did it? it? Did, you did go. I mean, I remember doing my stuff in the early days, and now we're 2023. You're like, okay, some people are going to start retiring. I go, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Forget it. I want to keep going. I know. It's almost been 30 years since the Hollywood. It's been 20 years since Columbia. Yeah, I you mean, start, yeah, you start adding up the years. Like, oh, wow, that's been that long. Oh, geez. And like I went to the, I went to the Apple store yesterday for uh, taking some old stuff to get, maybe get a credit or something like, you know, right? It was old, but it went past its value. It wasn't worth nothing, so they just they do the uh, disposal for it. But then I tried some other things on my phone and told the guy what happened with my laptop, and it, it kind of changed so much from 2013 the last time I was there yeah. ten years ago. Oh man, it's like. I asked him about the speeds and everything on the laptops of, of the M1 chip, the M2 chip, and one right. of this M3, and he showed the lines of the speeds was pretty impressive, but mine was on the bottom. <laughs> that I said, I'm like, uh -huh. I'm like oh, geez. You, but it's fast. That's right. Yeah, it's fast enough. So. That's like you. You're still you're still on the chart, Gene. I'm still on the chart, but on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. but it's I, all right. You're still on the chart, is, my yeah. friend. You're not you're not off the chart. That's Dude, what... not yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably will be in a few years. I'm <laughs> expecting that. So yeah, at it's... least you were on the chart. You look at it that <laughs> way. Well, sort of. Yeah. yeah, at least I got yeah from the Apple Tech guy. Yeah, there you are, Gene. You're down there. This is what you got. I'm like, he goes, yeah, that's the last iCore Seven. Uh, chip they made before they went to the M1. You're there. You're right. there. <laughs> but 
<laughs> but what you had is what you got now is about three times faster anyway. That's, right, that's where enough. you were. Yeah. That's enough. So, yeah. So I still want to, you know, keep going out to the storms and everything. But we, we had nothing this year. Not a monsoon. Got horrible. But it's, it gets rough these days because, you know, my car's getting older. The gas is over five bucks. I know. Yeah. So it's. I just, was in Pismo Beach yesterday. It was 629. Oh, 6.29 a gallon. Ouch. And we're bitching down here. Yeah. Holy. Are they still riding on the beach? I don't. I was just. That's where we just stopped. And I looked at that Shell gas station. And I said, holy crap. Were you out of gas? Or no, no, no. We were just having dinner right next to it. And I just saw that. And I just thought, oh, my. God, that's the six bucks. Oh, my God. God almighty. Jeez. Yeah. Lucky, luckily. And then I, I hear politicians telling me, no, no, things are doing great. And I'm, really? 629 is not great. No, nah, no, it's not. I mean, luckily, <laughs> luckily, the two gas stations up the street here, they're staying at 489. Okay. Yeah, they, have, they haven't gone past 489 for a couple of weeks. They've stayed there. That's it. So I don't know what, when that's how long that's more or how much more that's going to last. But, but yeah, so. But yeah, the, a lot of the expenses, the inflation, it really affects it if you don't have anybody sort of helping them with the expenses. Yeah. Sometimes I do get help with that. Sometimes I, sometimes I don't. So. Um, yeah. Then it really, you start to count and think about, is it worth going out there for that photo? It, is it worth, yeah. Like I'm thinking about the, uh, the eclipse uh, events coming up. Is it really worth to go this far for a four minute show mm-hmm. and then go and start heading back? Right. So and I'm hopefully like, yeah, you get a return on it. Uh, yeah, if if so. Luckily, I was able to do the Starship launch, the first one, in Texas because rotors gave me the okay to take my expenses. They're very good with that. And they did. I kept the record of all of my expenses and everything on the whole trip. Uh, I think it was only like a 10-day trip. And, uh, yeah, they took care of everything. So I'm like, okay, great. They did it. So that was that, was, that, that really helped on the trip. Sure. I mean, I, I tried to keep it on the cheap, you know, Right, you're not staying at the Ritz Carlton. Uh, no, I'm staying at the Super Eight. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but it's nice. I can park the car right there. It has a, a microwave and a refrigerator. Right, perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, and they're only, it was only eighty bucks a night. Yeah, yeah. So that that. Yeah, you go to a grocery store, you get a bunch of food, throw it in there, you microwave that's what I did. it. I went over to Walmart and got, I think, a dozen TV dinner things, spaghetti dinners. Yep. And that helped. That that'd be good for like four days for lunch uh, and dinner. Yeah, and I heard a lot of the locals there. Like they were talking about it, about it, that they were saying that a lot of the restaurants and bars there that their dinners and everything went up like five or seven bucks, and they were all bitching about that. Yeah, yeah. So I heard that. I'm like, okay, I'll just go to the Walmart and mm-hmm. I got a, a case a case of beer and a bunch of TV dinners. That's it. That's that'll, it. That'll that holds you over. That hold me over. So that worked good. And at the launch, I just. Uh, Nothing was open yet, so I had to go to the subway the night before before they closed and get a couple of sandwiches and have that for that the next day. And that paid off big time. Oh, I didn't have to leave. I had my lunch right there, my icebox. It was great. It worked out perfect. I, oh yeah, I, I was, oh uh, it was good. It was it helped out a lot. So, but yeah, just trying to get uh, to these other events. It's just yeah, is it really worth it? Like I used to go out a lot, do the storms and everything. But of course, we didn't have any really come close this year. But it's not worth, you know, with right. gas. It's not five, worth the chase. Five, uh, six bucks. Yeah, you get your money back on that or not? No, no. Most of the time, no. Uh, same thing with the boxing. Yeah. Okay, in Vegas. Okay. What I do now is I just go up Saturday morning, 
Leave okay. around nine, ten o'clock. Get up there in four or five hours. Park up. Park at a special place I know where at, and I just go there, get checked in at three o'clock, whatever, and then I go shoot the fight. I get done about ten eleven or ten or eleven. I just go right back to my car and just sit back home. Really? Yeah, in, in one night. So I get home about yeah, two or three in the morning. So it's a bit of a drive, but let's say I just have gas expense. Yeah, expense. That, yeah no hotel, no, no, no hotel. food. Yeah, no food. Just The stuff's gotten so expensive just for, a, like, for the Motel 6. They wanted, like, 200 bucks for the night. Right. I'm like, come on. You're a Motel 6. No. So I said, screw it. I'll just go. See, that's where you got to get one of those Sprinter vans so you can sleep in the Sprinter van. Uh, believe me, I'd like to hack that, but I'd like to get the drive out of the way. So I get yeah, home right. 3 in the morning. I'm tired, but I'm home. Yeah, I go crash it's your bed. bed crash it's my bed. Yeah, so so I, I could do that. You know, take one of those fire drinks. I, <laughs> yeah, I do that with a couple of che- a couple of hamburgers from McDonald's, two of those with a fire drink. That would keep me up. Just uh, just cruise <laughs> and just cruise home. Right, no rush. No, no rush. Just plus, you don't get that Sunday traffic you have to deal with Ooh. on the way home on to Vegas. Oh yeah, that's best. and there's nobody really on the road at two thirty in the morning coming home from Vegas at that point. Uh, no, there's still traffic, but yeah, but it's not like than, Sunday morning. No, it's like less than fifty percent traffic, so yeah. it's real easy. Just the truckers and a few other people. So, yeah, yeah, that's so that's that makes it easy as a just get the drive out of the way. You're home. Yeah, so that's pretty much how that's going these days. So I don't know how much more fights I'm going to do because all the all the fighters that I've shot through the years since mid 2000, they're pretty much have done their time. They retired. COVID screwed up a lot of things, but uh, yeah, a lot. There's the new generation, but a lot of my clients don't know these guys. Right, they just know the big names. So they're not interested. Yeah, they're not interested. There's no interest. Yeah, so. Canale's so good. Charles, he's moving up really good. So that'll be a good bout when that happens in the, at the end of September. And uh, do that, and I don't know. That might be it. You know, Go from there. Yeah, go from there, see what happens. Yeah. So it's it's been a crazy career. It went by fast. I'm not done with it yet. So I still do things. But, yeah, a lot of people are still not, they're not around anymore or the outfits are not around anymore. Right. That's a big challenge right there. So, yeah, I can't make money on this. I can't make money on that because, well, they're not around anymore. Right. So they're all gone. Yeah. Yeah. So they closed up or whatever, retired or all. It's all the all the stuff. So, and, uh, and especially now with a writer strike going on and everything, I know a lot of the entertainer photographers are. Oh, not, they're dying. Oh, they're dying. Dying. They're, they're dying. I'm hearing all kinds of s- stories about some of the ones I know and. I mean, yeah, they're going on their fifth month now. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. The next week, yeah. Fifth. I got to reach out to Mitch, see how he's doing. Oh, really? Head to head, see if how he's, he's shooting, I think, for ABC. And no one's working. Uh, No, I've, yeah, there's no red carpets and stuff. Nothing. Like that. It's all gone. So, yeah, it's, who knows how it's going to be gone. Though I did get a tip on something. Can't really, see, I'll give it 50% reliability. It's probably getting get out. I, I, I sent it to a couple of news people I know to check it out. But I guess the word is, I guess if the strike goes into November, mm-hmm. it's going to affect the Super Bowl commercials. They won't be made. Really? And that's going to cost the NFL billions of dollars. It, it's, it's from a source, uh, not not hmm. bad, but uh, but want to get you know get the, right. the record right. See, that's going to be true or not. But yeah, if it's not done by i guess the first of november it's going to affect those commercials 
Interesting. Yeah, I'd never heard that before. I'm like, okay, this is from a, an advertisement person who right. flies around first class every time, <laughs> finest hotels. So this is a person in the know. A person in the know. And he mentioned that and like, whoa, okay. Yeah. So I don't know it's who It's crazy. It don't know the name, but, uh, you know, 50-50 on the information. Uh, uh, I sent this a couple of my news uh, contacts. Say, hey, check this out. See if you're hearing anything. I guess uh, another friend told me, he says, yeah, that's when they start the commercials is in November for the Super Bowl in February. Right. Yeah, that, that far in advance. So that could have, it will affect it. And he said the beginning of November. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, whoa. And already we're hearing that it's it's going to go into next year already. Right. We're hearing that already. We'll see what happens. But, yeah. But, yeah, those guys are, oh, geez. It's rough. It's, it's rough for them. I know, I know quite a few and. They're still doing that stuff, and well, used to be doing that stuff, right? But uh, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. That's eh. all right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad we were able to take the time and sit down here in your kitchen and 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 discuss your career because it has been absolutely unbelievable. It's been one of a kind. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got the 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 information from me of <laughs> from the horse's mouth. Uh, the horse's mouth. What, <laughs> what the story was and what wasn't. So there was. Yeah, you can ask me anytime. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, Thank you, thank you. This has been awesome. Oh, this is this is this is fun. How you do this here now with just the two mics and a board thing? That's yeah, it. It's all Compared we do. Twenty years ago, when it was all a bunch of stuff. No radio station here. We yeah, it looked like it a radio. Out. It looked like a radio station in his room. I'm like, man, yeah. what did you pay for this? <laughs> oh my, this is like ten percent of it. Oh, this is nice, nice and easy. Thank you, Gene. I really do appreciate it. Oh, no problem. It. It's been a fun ride, and I uh, hope I can keep going at as. As long as the good Lord uh, lets me do it. Absolutely, Jim. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I'm just, uh, I just can't sit still. Good. I can't. So I got to go, 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 go. So that's why I like to go to these places I mean, while I can. Because it comes out time you can't do that anymore. And right. Sort of sucks. But, oh, well, that happens. You're the best. Yeah. I'm great. I'm glad I helped to help you out. And, well, if we needed to redo this. No, no. Yeah. Hell, but you're the man. Let me know. Let me know. Okay. So, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much you've heard anything. You got any more questions? No, or? you're you that's it. I'm gonna give you your day back. Ah today's <laughs> a cleanup day, so ah, cleanup day. Yeah, yeah, Sunday's a cleanup day. Get stuff cleaned up for your your coming and here and everything. So yeah, I did a lot. You should have seen what this looked like before. <laughs> oh god. It's all in that, that trash bag right there. <laughs> that's where it's at. Yeah. That's where it's at. All that stuff trash all out of the way. So at least I got something cleaned up. Well, I appreciate it, Gene. Yeah. Yeah, Thank so you. Lot of fun. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to part two of my conversation with Gene Blevins. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend, click the like button, and become a subscriber to the podcast. Remember, you can follow the Just a Good Conversation podcast on Instagram, and you can find all of our past shows on the website at justagoodconversation.com. Thank you for listening.